Why do you come to Mass? Why are you here? Why do you serve the poor? Why do you help someone in need? Why is an incredibly important question. In fact, as we mature in the Christian life, we start to recognize that why we do something is as important as that we do something. It's not simply a matter of doing good, but of having the right motivations. To be outrageous, you can do incredible things. You could even go out and cure cancer and still go to hell. Because it's not about, at the end of the day, simply doing more good than evil in this life. Why we do something is just as important as what we do. Why we come to Mass is just as important as that we come to Mass. Because the Lord desires and came into this world for the purpose of saving everything in your life. Not just making your good acts worthy of heaven, but of converting and changing your hearts and lives so that they might be meaningful and eternal. But when we get the why and the what mixed up, we see what happens in the gospel today. John the Baptist sees the Pharisees and Sadducees, and they are doing all of the right things. They're confessing their sins. They're getting baptized. But what does he see in their hearts? He sees the wrong motivation. He sees, like a viper, that it looks good on the outside, but inside it's filled with poison and rot. And so this is what happens in our own life when we come to the Lord with anything less than everything. When we come to the Lord and we hold something back, whether it be a belief or an action or an idea, whatever it is. We might be doing the right thing, but our hearts are turned from the Lord. And we rot from the inside out. Ultimately, C.S. Lewis says, we become an everlasting splendor, something that is beautiful and marvelous for all to see for all eternity, or an immortal horror, something that would scare anyone and everyone. In our life, day to day, practically, what does this mean? We are converted, we give our hearts more and more to the Lord, we become more like that spirit we heard about in the first reading, we become wiser, we become more just, we become more uh, we fear the Lord better, we do, we have righteousness around our waist and justice in our in faithfulness in our life. We become something that's attractive and beautiful even to those who don't believe. More and more of our life is poured out for others. People want to be with us. They see something good in us. They recognize the face of Christ in us. We become that or we are perverted. We become something sad and pitiful. Something that may look attractive, but is hollow on the inside. If we hold anything back from the Lord, whatever we hold back will be poison in our hearts and in our lives. It'll keep us from the greatness for which we were all created. 
the glory, the beauty, and the wonder that only you can provide to this world because of the love God has for you as his beloved son or his beloved daughter. The good news is, is that we don't just get one chance to repent. It's not as if there's one voice that will ever cry out, repent, make straight the paths of the Lord. This happens constantly because God's love for us knows no bounds. God is constantly seeking us out, constantly calling us, constantly inviting us to repentance, to conversion of life and heart and morals, of giving everything to Him. And here's the beautiful part. In the waters of baptism, you are given everything you need. You are set on fire in God. Excuse me, in God's love. And all oh, how He wishes to stoke up and to inflame more and more your life, to be an unquenchable fire that gets rid of the ugly and bad parts of your life and purifies and enlivens and enriches the good that makes your, the field of your heart fertile and rich, that produces 10, 20, 100 fold. We have to make that choice for Christ. He doesn't force our hand. He invites, he encourages, he opens the way. But we must listen to his grace and take that step. We take that step, we build into flame the fire in our heart when we pray. In the second reading we heard from St. Paul's letter to the Romans with the endurance and encouragement in the scriptures. That when we spend time especially in prayer with the word of God, the living word of God, Jesus Christ is enlightened and built up and enriched in our lives. We stir into flame the ardor of God's love in our hearts when we serve the poor because we love them and ask for nothing in return. When we build community and friendships that are based on honoring and building up the other, not in serving ourselves. We do this when we rebuild relationships, when we ask for forgiveness or seek it or give it. This is how we stir into flame what God has already started in our hearts. We have to get that fundamental question of why correct. Why am I doing this? Because I cannot think or conceive or act in any other way. I love you, God, so much that I want you to have everything. The difference between why is a great example of this in literature is in The Lord of the Rings. The difference between Sam, who, by the way, is the hero of that trilogy of books, not anyone else, he's the hero, right? And the villain, which is Gollum. For most of the book, they are parallel doing the same or similar things. They're kind of in the background, following. But they're pretty much doing the same thing, but for entirely different reasons. Gollum wants to take, to possess, to destroy anything and everything so as to serve himself, so as to prioritize his good and well-being. Whereas Sam, on the other part, is willing to give everything that he has, including his own life, for the good of everyone and everything else. They're both willing to make extraordinary sacrifices, one for everyone and everything else, the other 
only for himself. If we get why wrong, it frankly doesn't matter what we do. So we have to come back to the first principles. We have to come back to the foundations. We have to ask ourselves, why am I here? Why do I want to grow in holiness? And to give that to the Lord if we know not the answer. God desires your holiness. Desires and wants more than anything for you to be great. To be an everlasting splendor. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Give him your hearts. Give him your actions. Give him your very life. He is and never will be outdone in generosity. But he needs you to take that step.